0: Today on The Breakdown, we got something a little different cooked up for you this time. We have one of the guys who's considered to be, I would say, top three heads-up cash game players in the world, Linus Love, playing a heads-up cash game against another crusher, one of the biggest winners in PokerStars history. They play a hand that has, well, I don't even know how to characterize all the twists and turns in this one. There are delights, there are surprises, there are moving moments. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll say it was better than cats. We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Denison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs>
1: It's hard for people to say something is better than Cats because nobody has seen Cats. I've seen Cats. The movie, at least. Oh. The movie. Right. Well,
0: I can tell you this. Not having seen Cats the movie, this was better than Cats the movie. Because everything was better than Cats the movie, apparently.
1: Apparently, it is... That does seem to be the case. It is gutter trash. People did not like it. I know that. Yeah, I think they hit some sort of... like. Extra weird, uncanny valley with the way they did the animation. Way worse than that. There was
0: lots of, um, the, the theatrical release had many parts of special effects that were not completed. So they actually sent out a patch like two weeks into the release, like fixing things because they had missed like lots of things. Like sometimes you could see someone's watch. Sometimes someone's hand wasn't animated and they're just their normal hand instead of a, a cat hand, stuff like that. Like apparently it was all throughout the film.
1: Really? Wasn't it a really big budget movie? Yes. James. So how did it end up like that?
0: Uh, I don't know. But Taylor Swift, Idris Elba, James Corden, I'm going to say Julie Dench were all in it. Jennifer Hudson, I think, was in it. Bunch of other people who you'd recognize, you know, big stars. They spent a lot of money. I think Tom Ford directed it, who, is, who has like reasonable things uh, on his resume, it just was a massive failure in, in all ways. People hated it, and it was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. So is there, uh, it was better than Cats.
1: What's another recent movie that, that has just drawn the ire of everybody, that everybody hates?
0: My my initial uh, instant hit is The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Sure. Yeah. That was terrible. That's true. It was awful. Um What's that one with Channing Tatum, it, who's like a goat man? And uh, what's her name? It's uh, Jupiter Ascending.
0: Oh, he's not a goat man. He's a dog man. <laughs> Millikunis. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, Eddie Redmayne is in it too. It's by the Wachowski yeah. uh, siblings, I think is what they're being called these days. Yeah. <clears throat> I've seen the first like hour of that. And he, I will say this about it um, I turned it off. But many people now will say it's actually pretty great in its own way, and it sort of has a cult following now. Like, people actually enjoy that movie. Really? Yes, surprisingly enough. It was
1: like a Razzie Award winner type movie. Uh, Yeah.
0: I mean, it seemed kind of dumb and bad, but I think people get into it for the camp of it. I think it probably looks really good because it's Wachowski stuff, like thinking back to when I saw it. Um, And I think also apparently if you actually, like, let yourself get into it, it's actually pretty great in a lot of ways, supposedly. No one's ever said that. About cats, the movie. I know that. So so surprisingly it sort of dug its way out, is what I'm saying. That movie did a hmm. little bit, weirdly enough.
1: So you're saying I should watch Jupiter ascending. I'm saying
0: once the pandemic is over, you, me, and some of our other guy friends, when we we've done a few movie nights with them, maybe that should be a movie we all watch and like you guys get drunk uh, you get to drink while it's happening and I'll like eat popcorn and it'll be fun. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe that's I don't know. Too much. It, sounds, it sounds
1: dangerous. It, it sounds, sounds like the danger of wasting an evening. Yeah, is what that sounds like yeah.
0: I, I we could there's just so many better movies we could watch. Clearly, all right. Well, let's not get into that. Okay. Any other any other candidates for like really awful movie that everybody fucking hated? Obviously, Justice League is an answer to. all uh, Batman versus Superman is an obvious answer. Um, but anything else stand out? Pee wee goes to the DMV. I mean, Pee-wee's Big Adventure one? was is a classic. That's what I'll say a classic. Kermit the
1: Frog. Kermit the Frog tries to collect his welfare check, but is is obstructed by red tape and bureaucracy. That was mostly hurt.
0: Two. That movie though was mostly hurt by the fact it was all claymation instead of actual puppetry. You know, I mean, True. people go in expecting True. a thing. When you say it's Kermit the Frog, you think it's going to be hand puppets, and somehow they went claymation and. I can get why that didn't work for people.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit off-putting. Yeah. Like, fuck you, it's a Henson.
0: Bit Henson Company, son of Jim Henson. Jim Henson's dead, yeah. of course.
1: It's good to know. I, thanks for bringing that up. I was in a good mood, <laughs> and now I just learned of the death of Jim Henson. It's been years. years He's been later. dead for years. Perhaps. Speaking of dead for years, let's talk about 200-400 yeah. Heads Up No Limit Poker Online. Dead for years, if you want to make any money.
0: By the way, what not an amazing online it. name that would be. Dead for years. Oh, my God, <laughs> yeah, I want that. Good. That's so much better than mine. So much better.
1: You could make it yours. You could, next time yeah. you sign up for a new thing, you could make it that. I think I'm going to.
0: If I can remember, although now that we're saying this out loud into a, into a poker-playing audience of thousands, it may not exist for me, but maybe it will. We'll see. I love it. Dead for years.
1: I want it. <laughs> okay. It, it all can be yours someday. Mm. Someday. Okay. So let's talk about these players who yeah. we're going to be talking about. This is two hundred, four hundred. They are playing Heads Up No Limit Online. Linus Love, widely considered one of the best Heads Up No Limit Online players. Basically a walking solver, right, is what people think?
0: Um, I think he's like a walking exploitative solver, though. He's not just like doing straight. Okay. He's not Christoph Vogel saying it. I think these the best online cash players are... Not only trying to find their opponent's weakness, but then like exploit it instead of just take the normal cash that they would get, you know, by playing perf- as close to perfect as they can. I should say, um, I think he goes. I think he goes a step farther and really tries to exploit.
1: Is my guess okay? Um, so yeah, most people know who that is uh, at, l- at least recently because he's he's been one of the biggest names in online poker, if not the biggest name in online poker over the past year or so, right? Uh,
0: yeah, I would say Walter. Uh, I'm going to mess up his last name. Willanowski Malinowski, Limitless. I know who Lim- you're talking Limitless about. Limitless is his online handle. He sort of surpassed the Linus Love hype at this point. It is now currently you know, the shiny new thing when we're talking about like best cash game online players and all that. But whatever, Linus Love plays in those same games too. And actually, uh, Limitless has said the only person he, re- he won't play heads up is Linus Love. Hmm. So that tells you something about what, how good Linus Love is for sure.
1: All right, so who, what about uh, Linus Love's dumbass opponent who decides to put Linus <laughs> Love head up, heads up, Barry Sweet? What about this guy? You Bear, did a little research on this, Barry Sweet. Thing?
0: I did. I had never heard of Barry Sweet. Turns out Barry Sweet is one of the biggest winners in PokerStars history in terms of cash games. Uh, he is a PLO grinder, but also played uh, some hold'em. His winning on PokerStars, exce- just PokerStars, exceed over $3 million, so... We're not talking about tournaments. We're not talking about other sites. Just cash on Stars. He's won over $3 million. Uh, he has played against you know, the best players in the world, like regularly heads up for many years. Uh, he ain't going to be super easy. He's had lots of skill for a long time. He played against the um, the, the best heads up online PLO guy f- uh, for many years. They played heads up against each other. The other guy won. His name is Cumicon. Uh, Colin Connors had won uh, 7.2 million dollars on Poker Stars, better than Barry Sweet, but Barry Sweet showing a little more versatility,
1: maybe being able to play other games as well. All right, so this is uh, no no slouch match here. But in theory, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, these players are going to live up to the online wizard handle in a way that, like, I don't know what the hell they're doing. So we're going to try to figure it out <laughs> as best we can. Yeah, but it's it's just like. What? Why did she? Why did you do that? I, is it just? Is it just a combo thing? It's like you know, literally, what you're doing with every single combo in the deck on every board, and this combo for some reason fits into this action because other than that, it doesn't make any damn sense at all. What's happening here? That's my initial hit. Do you agree, Jonathan?
0: Uh, I think this is a hard hand to understand, and I'm excited to break it down and see if we can figure it out to some degree. I don't think it—I th- I believe, just based on knowing the the hand history of this one, that it isn't like, I know what I'm doing with every combo, and way more like, I'm trying to exploit you, and I'm trying to exploit your exploiting of me. And I think that's a lot of what's happening here. And uh, But, man, it's some whack shit, and we're going to try and figure out, you know, as best we can—now, look, we're not Linus Love— Linus Love is going to be able to explain his thought process in this hand more than we're ever going to be able to explain it. And I'm sure if he could explain it, it would sound really impressive and probably make sense, right? But we're not going to be able to do that because he's not on the show. We're going to break it down as best we can, much like we always have when we have, we're have we doing a, a Dan and hand that doesn't make sense or a Phil Ivey hand that confuses us. That's, that's part of the joy of this is to try and see if we can figure it out. Seek to understand. There's some stuff we're going to have to do some pretty hard seeking on, though, because what the hell, man? This hand is... Yeah, this not, hand is off the freaking rails.
1: And it's not just Linus Love. Barry Sweet's doing some weird shit, too. I would argue weirder shit than yeah. Linus Love, even.
0: I think Linus Love, so. I can justify almost all of his decisions, like, pretty easily. Not all of them, but most of them. Barry Sweet, I'm really going to struggle with, and I'm curious to see what we come up with. Okay, well...
1: Good job, Carl, with a K, then for suggesting this hand. Carl suggested this hand. It's just a text readout of the hand, is how Carl suggested it. You can do that. Of course, it will be podcast only if that is what happens, because there's no video, and we're not just gonna like put some trance music and show the text. I mean, you say that. Although down the road, if we did an effect where, like, if we did an effect like where the text would bounce with the bass, maybe that would be dynamic enough for for video.
0: There's a way to do it. There's a way to do it, but we're not doing it this time. That's for sure.
1: You got to anthropomorphize the nine of diamonds. I mean, Give it a backstory. I do Like that, children. I do that every night, bro. father. <laughs> I don't want to know what you think anthropomorphizing the nine of diamonds means. Never tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Never tell me what that means to you. <laughs> okay. I mean, anyway, I was... Carl suggested this on Twitter. Carl has suggested many hands. Usually he doesn't do it this way with the text readout, but this was the only way he could do this. Normally what he would do is include a YouTube video and timestamp it. That's how you should suggest hands for the breakdown. We are the poker guys on Twitter. The number two poker guys. Please include at least some way to describe the hand, of course, like Carl did. Or better yet, a YouTube video that's timestamped, or if it's not on YouTube, a poker go video is fine too. But, of course, that also will not be a video, just a podcast. But, hey, the podcast is where the sausage gets made. It's what everybody wants to see I anyway. I
0: mean, there's going to be some serious freaking pork that gets chopped up in this one. Let me tell you. It's not going to be pretty, but that's the
1: point. Serious freaking pork gets chopped <laughs> up. So the chopping itself is not serious. It's the pork. I mean...
0: Uh, the, the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the chopping is not serious, but it's sort of like the. Po- it, it's going to be the pork is what's going to be chopped up, but also it's going to be the end result is also going to be pork, and that's going to be serious. <laughs> just,
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that's actually that's. what well, I think I think that's uh originally from the Art of War. It's. I think what it's, you just said. It's but... like an
0: M. C. Escher staircase. You know, <laughs> like you go up, you go across. You go up again, and now you're at the bottom, and now you're going up again, and you're going around, and yeah, it's like that.
1: And that's what the, that's what the pork is like.
0: <laughs> In this case, that's the sausage, yeah. It's a staircase of sausage. It's an MC Escher never-ending <laughs> ascending staircase <laughs> of sausage, but you're also going down it while you go up it, you know?
1: All right. Now that we're all thoroughly confused, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, talk about the hand. Okay. So... They are playing $200, $400, heads up. Barry Sweet is the effective stack and the big blind. He's got about 68000 which is good for about 170 bigs. This readout makes it so I don't have to do any math. It's I know. Um, Linus Love has way more than him. He's got one hundred and sixty five k, which is 414 bigs. And, uh, yeah, they're playing some heads up poker. So Linus is on the button. He's got the ace of spades and the nine of clubs. Of course, heads up the button is also the small blind. He... Well, hold on a second. Are they actually playing heads up no limit? Let me think they about this are, for a second, Jonathan. they are. They Maybe. are playing heads up no limit. Why? No, you're right. They are. Okay. They glad are. I figured glad you out. thought okay. about it. Yeah, it was good for that to be on the air.
0: We'll never right, we'll so, never have that time back. Thousands of people yeah. listen to that and we'll what lose is their time? time. Thousands of seconds Time's all added up, gone forever.
1: Times to construct. All right, ace of spades, nine of clubs, Linus is going to open. To nine hundred and eighty dollars, cool, fine, yeah. Barry Sweet has five eight off, five of clubs, eight of diamonds. He's going to call. Yeah, it's probably pretty standard. It's just like barely good enough 4 eight. Maybe you consider folding.
0: Right? Um, yeah, I pr- probably even find a call with four eight, but it's that's the one. That's the question mark, right? Eight three is an easy fold. Eight six is eight five is always calling.
1: Yeah. All right, so nineteen hundred and sixty dollars in the pot now. And the flop is four of diamonds, nine of diamonds, king of diamonds. So this is uh, this is not the greatest flop for Linus, but it's, it's okay. He flops middle pair top kicker.
0: I mean, heads up, it's pretty strong. Like, you're usually ahead, right? Almost always ahead. Like, your opponent flops flush, sure, once in a while. But besides that, and some two pairs, like, all the two pairs are basically in play except nine four off. But still,
1: like, you're almost always ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm confused a little bit by this. No, I'm not. Never mind. I got it. Okay, here we go.
0: Grant Cannot read hand (laughs) histories. That's what we're learning. No,
1: hand histories. No, I don't know how to do that. All right, so Barry's going to check. Do you want to bet as Linus just to protect equity? I mean, I think so. Probably, right? We're heads up.
0: We have a really good hand. Why give him a free shot at a diamond? Like, I think betting makes a lot of sense here. It's fine to win the pot right now. Let's bet.
1: Yeah. And the GTO amount of into 1960 is obviously $486.67, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm guessing that's um, like 25% of the pot or something. he probably just like click the 25% yeah, I think, pot button.
1: I think he probably click the quarter pot. I would guess that's what that adds up to there. 1960, yeah. 46, Makes sense to me.
0: I mean, 67 cents really so, yeah, wouldn't he, be right, but whatever. Let's just assume it's close enough. Well,
1: okay. Who knows? Yeah. He used some sort of slider instead of actually typing the number in. Uh, So Linus is going to bet it's pretty small. Still, Barry doesn't have anything. I mean, he has the eight of diamonds for the eight high flush draw. He has a couple of really bad backdoor straight draws. You could just fold right now. You could call and be very cautious if a diamond comes. And I guess you could raise. But what reason would you have to raise?
0: I mean, the reason to raise is that, you know, we have nothing. So, like, winning the pot would be cool with nothing. call, I mean, we can actually do all three, though. I agree with you. Um, I think I like folding the least, like, when, when it's a quarter pot bet. Like, I think calling with the eight high flush draw, when I assume Linus is betting this flop a lot, like a lot, lot, lot. Yeah. We probably can't just fold the eight of diamonds super easily and quickly for this price, like getting five to one. It's just probably not profitable to do that. Um, you, you would raise because you're semi-bluffing slash hoping just to shut this down because there's going to be lots of tough spots you're going to be in down the road. Now, of course, we, if we raise and get called, there's kind of no good cards, right? A diamond comes. and I guess we want a diamond to come, but then what? We have to check call and if we can be in terrible. I mean, it's not a good spot, and this is, I guess, the reason why you could just fold sometimes. But I think I just like a call for, for, you know, getting five to one. Like, why not just call with our eight-high flush draw and proceed super cautiously? That, that to me, seems like the most obvious play.
1: Well, I guess it depends on your view of the range advantage on the board, the mm. level of range neutrality. Because something that uh, Christian Soto said to us maybe three or four years ago that always kind of stuck with us was, was if you can win on the range neutral boards, you're winning overall against yeah. the other good players. Is this board range neutral or does it favor Linus love? I mean, I suppose Linus has more nut flushes and more sets. Yeah. But it's not a huge range advantage. There's a lot of really strong hands Barry could have. He could have a lot of flushes. You sure. could have nut flushes.
0: I mean, they have the same amount of flushes I was no, that's not true. Linus has got a few more flushes because Linus has the like the high end flushes, which Barry would have threw that sometimes, right? But they have all suited combos of diamonds besides that. Yeah. Right. So they both have a lot of flushes. Linus has a few more. Linus has the sets. Barry probably, if he has a set, it's only pocket fours. Uh, he probably is three betting that a lot too, but he might, he might have pocket fours sometimes here. Um, and besides that, like they both have all the two pair of combos with a king in them. And I don't think either one of them have nine four offsuit. So Linus has a slight range advantage because he's got aces and kings and nines and ace king. And, so Linus has the advantage, I guess.
1: Linus probably has more Ace of Diamonds,
0: naked Ace of Diamonds also, because he didn't get three-bet.
1: True. Does the eight of diamonds in Barry's hand swing it enough to be considered range neutral from Barry's perspective because you just Mm. remove so many combos of flushes that Linus could have? Because as you said, Linus probably has every combo of of eight X of diamonds, maybe not eight deuce, eight three of diamonds, but maybe he has those. I don't know. They are suited. Yeah, I think he does. I think
0: he does. So I I think you're right. So I think that does knock down some of the flushes. That's a fair point. Um, Still, it can only knock down so many, right? Because it's only the the flushes that have an eight of diamonds in them. So that's nine flushes. That's nine combos of flushes that you knock out. That's it. Yeah. So that's cool. You knock out nine combos, but you're only knocking out nine combos. When we think about every other flush combo where he's got all the ace-x flushes and we have almost none of them. He's got all the queen-x flushes. We have have most of those, but probably not all of them. Like, we probably are three-betting queen-nine, queen-ten, queen-jack of diamonds some of the time. Although 90 diamonds is on the
1: board. You're making here. a lot of assumptions about Barry's three-betting range, yeah. by the way. And I think those are fair assumptions for most players. But Barry, probably being the player that he is, has some balance there. He's going to be able to show up with ace-queen of diamonds some of the time.
0: Of course he is. But but he's also but he's going to be three-betting that
1: more often than not, right?
0: You're right. Yeah. Linus, and Linus has all combos of ace-queen of diamonds. Barry's got... Some combos and probably less than half. I would guess significantly less than
1: half. And by ace-queen of diamonds, all combos, you mean the one combo? Because that is one
0: (laughs) combo. I do mean that. But what I mean, of course, is 100% of the time, Linus Love has ace-queen of diamonds. He's playing it like this so far. while Barry is not doing that, right? He's probably playing like 20% of his ace-queen of diamond combos, even though it's only one like this so far, right? Where he's just calling preflop is my guess. Maybe it's 25%. Maybe it's 30%. It's clearly not 100%. Thus, Linus has some somewhat of a range advantage, plus, of course, all the sets, plus Ace-King, stuff like that. Maybe even King-Queen. Well,
1: despite all that, yeah. despite all that, Barry raises to about $2,100, $2,098.36. So the question is not ultimately only about the range advantage. That's just one factor. The question now becomes, is this profitable? Is this the most profitable of the three decisions we can make? And... Obviously, that's hard to know against Linus Love. But yeah. if we take into account the range advantage that Linus Love has and realize that it's not very significant, right? It's maybe like when accounting for all of ranges, it's probably like a 2 to 5% range advantage, something like that. Nothing huge. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. Um, if Linus Love is c-betting this board with like a ton of combos, as you speculated that he might be earlier on, this might be that might way overtake the slight range advantage linus love has mm. plus the blockerberry has making this a profitable check race that yeah, could be possible that's
0: fair i mean linus love betting so little makes me think he's betting this with just a ton of combos right that's that's why i think yeah. that and that makes sense and so you are going to induce sometimes with that you're also going to just win you're going to be able to successfully see bet bluff uh, by betting tiny when when both of you whiff right that's like this tiny bet's going to work enough of the time that it's going to be profitable, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I think that's, that's a good reason. And with a blocker in his hand also, Barry sweet, just thinks like, that's a pretty good combination, and I probably prefer that to calling. If for only because the times when Linus has got a bigger diamond, but not a much bigger diamond, i.e. the 10 of diamonds, maybe the jack of diamonds, you might be able to get those hands to fold on the turn if you size it up enough, if you raise here and get called. You know, you might be able to get those hands to fold down the road where if you get there, you lose, or they bluff you out later on if you just call. But you get to win those pots. Sort of going back to that, not exactly the same idea, but that, like, when Christian was saying, when things are kind of the same, if you can win a bunch of those pots, it's good. Here's a spot where, like, we all have the same hand, but, like, if it bricks out, you know, if if I'm up against the Jack of Diamonds, if I just call here, I'm going to lose to the Jack of Diamonds. If I check raise, I'm mostly going to win. Like, that's kind of cool.
1: yeah. It is. It is. Do you think Barry's maybe doing this with most of his diamonds, just because Linus is c betting so often, and the blocker is enough to make it profitable in his mind?
0: I'm going to guess the answer is yes. That uh, yeah, Barry's probably like looking for times to check raise these tiny bets on polarizing boards, and this is a good time where we have a, we actually have a diamond. If we had five eight you know, of clubs, we probably, we just have to fold this Barry. Right. So like, we're mostly yeah. now having a diamond means any diamond in our hand, we can do this means we're going to be able to check raise something like, you know, with a diamond in our hand, like, you know, 18% of the time, 20% of the time, something like that. Right. Cause there's three diamonds on the board already. Um, right. That's but that seems cool. like
1: too much, too much semi bluff. Right. So Barry's got to have like maybe all Kings then as check raises also, right? if yes. he's going to have all diamonds.
0: Yeah, and in the truth, he's probably not check-raising all diamonds, right? Because he doesn't want to be so obvious. Um, but he's probably right. check-raising majority of his diamonds, and he's probably then has to check-raise like good top pairs and better most of the time also.
1: Even just King Deuce, I think you might have to check-raise if you're check-raising a lot of your single diamonds because there's not nearly enough made flushes versus unmade flushed, flush draws that you have.
0: It's the kind of hand that does make sense, even King Deuce off, right? Because like you don't want to let Linus... Bet tiny, check the turn, and get there cheap, right? You want to charge him. Um, He has hands he can call with for sure. We probably can't fold a hand even as weak as King Deuce off, though, to significant action for a while at least because, like, Linus may be taking the Ace of Diamonds and going nuts with it, you know? So if we check raise it, we have to check raise to not fold, which unlike the Ace of of Diamonds, that's a hand we clearly would have to fold almost always if we get three bet. Yeah. Um, but, like, King Deuce, unless we know a lot about Linus's frequencies and, like, know that he's really going to have it a lot when he three bets, which I highly doubt. I would guess he's pretty balanced. We probably, King Deuce is probably just too good a hand to fold. Maybe ever, certainly on the flop or the turn, unless a diamond comes.
1: Yeah, but he's got the eight of diamonds. Luckily, he doesn't have to deal with a three bet because he would probably fold and it would be over and we wouldn't be doing a breakdown. Yeah. Linus is just going to call. This seems like the. Most standard thing to do for Linus, right? You have middle pair, top kicker, a capable opponent, check raised you on a monochromatic king high board. You can't really, you absolutely can't fold, but three betting seems also suicidal. Yeah. So calling feels like the thing to do.
0: We might be beating some value here. We might be getting check raised by some nines some of the time. If we think king deuce is a check raise, a a reasonable nine might be a check raise too, and ace nine's beating that. But mostly we're losing the value already, right? Mostly.
1: And we're not too worried about that. We just can't no. be exploited by folding a hand this good on this board. Of course, this hand is, and this is an
0: above-average flop for us, especially heads up against what looks like to be a pretty darn aggressive opponent. So, yep. this feels like a really straightforward call. And like already, if I was in Linus's love shoes, I'd be like, all right, I guess I'm just holding on a lot against someone who's capable of check-raising a hand like five-eight off here, you know, uh, with one diamond. I mean, it's me holding on a lot with, like, my ace-nine, depending on how the board runs out. But, like, if a diamond comes, not so much. But if it comes brick-brick, it's going to be hard to fold this ace-nine, right?
1: I like how you said that. You said, if I was in Linus's love. (laughs) Did I say that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I like to think I am in Linus's love sometimes, you know, when I send him my haiku, my relationship haiku.
1: (laughs) Am I in Linus's love right now? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. If you want to be in Linus's love, you should do it on Nitrogen Sports Poker. Am I yeah, right, Jonathan? So right. That's how he will. He'll send you relationship
0: haikus. You don't have to send him one. He'll he'll be like, "This is where all of my
1: hearts are not fleshes." Excellent. Now that's not a guarantee. If you use the link that that will happen, a guarantee. If you use the link that will happen is access to our special poker guys promotions. That's the only way you get access to them is if you use the link in the description of this podcast, when you sign up for nitrogen, that promotion, that is the best one uh, that is always happening is the monthly tournament. It's the last Sunday of every month. It is a 100 millibit guarantee, which is becoming kind of a lot of money these days. as we Record this podcast. Uh, It is a 0.1-millibit buy-in, which is not that much money. It's under $2 as we speak. The guarantee is like around $1,700 as we speak. And they cap the field at 300 players. If you did the math there, you would realize they need 1,000 players to meet that guarantee. But I guess they're not interested in making any money. So they're giving it away to you. You should get in on that. Seriously, it's a good deal. Got to use the link, though. What's
0: going to happen if Bitcoin goes nuts? Like a lot of crypto heads think like, you know, Bitcoin's going to hit $100,000 in the next uh, 14 months. I think
1: months, nitrogen right? will alter the tournament Shh, at that point.
0: Like, quiet, quiet. Maybe they won't, though. Maybe they <laughs> won't realize it for a while. And that means they're guaranteeing $10,000. <laughs> like,
1: And only letting in $3,000 worth of buy-ins.
0: My God. That would be a bad business move, but I it's possible. Be,
1: I think that would be... Uh... Pinging up on their radar, they'd be like, oh, yeah. that's maybe something we need to, to take a look at. But hey, right now, you're in a pretty sweet spot if they haven't noticed yet. It's, it's already pretty, pretty sweet. pretty good right, right now.
0: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. super sweet already, but it just, it just keeps getting sweeter. Yeah, nitrogen's the, nitrogen's the bomb, y'all. It's also got the sports betting. It's got the casino games. It's Bitcoin only, as we've been mentioning. So you get your money out super fast, like 90 minutes. It's the whole thing. And uh, it's also got, you know, love poems.
1: It does, and on a more serious note, like before we started doing this podcast, we were talking about a wide range of things, and we were talking about different deals we'd made with different sponsors mm-hmm. over the years and how the how those experiences were and Through our experience with nitrogen and the deal we've had with them for a long time long standing relationship, they've just been super cool about everything all the time, no bullshit ever, and that's how they treat their customers too they're always if there's any problem, they're always trying to solve it, yep. Anytime we've ever had a complaint, which is rare, which is kind of amazing considering how many people have signed up for Nitrogen through us at this point. We rarely get complaints. They rectify it immediately. They don't say like, oh, that's something that, that's just too bad for them. They they get on it. They get it done. They They always know what's going on and care about their clientele. And I legitimately believe they're a, a truly good company, which not every poker company is that, right? Oh, you my know, gosh. Like some of the dealings we've had is just like, it's like pulling your hair out every time you talk to these companies because of what they're trying to get out of you they're as, try- as, as us, the poker guys, but that means they're also probably treating their customers that way too, right? Yeah, if they're, treating, so-
0: if they're trying to like trick us into like a worse deal and think we're not going to notice, which happened repeatedly with one company especially that we were talking about just beforehand. It'll, it'll go nameless, but uh, of course they're going to be doing that with their customers too. Of course they are. So like nitrogen is just true blue and doesn't do any of that shit
1: ever, and it's great. It is, and after that soliloquy has ended, love soliloquy, back to the hand. I mean, it's love really,
0: two-person soliloquy. I was going to say, yeah, that's not the definition of a soliloquy. But moving on.
1: Well, it is if you consider the Poker Guys LLC as uh. a person, as the Supreme Court does. <laughs> that's so, true.
0: That's yeah. a, that's you know what I cannot argue. I cannot yeah, argue. Of course, well, legal argument one. Can can the Poker Guys LLC get some chicken noodle soup? It would like to eat some chicken noodle soup now.
1: Now I'm confused as to how that's going to be implemented. Like, well, does this count as a gift? And how do I obtain my 50% equity if you really are the, the, and the one who wants the chicken noodle soup?
0: See, the fact that you're even splitting us into a you and a me shows you're not really embracing this. And that's sad, but unsurprising.
1: Are you gonna say you complete me? Is that what you're gonna do? Oh, why
0: would I say that? You do not. Because you strongly do not complete me.
1: It. Wow. Now that's hurtful.
0: Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad I to see. We were, I'm glad to see something I, affects you.
1: I thought we were an LLC, man. A person. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Commentary. All right. So um, we've got. Now, $6,156.72 in the pot. Let's just say about six K in the pot. Great. Uh, the, the flop was four of diamonds, nine of diamonds, king of diamonds. There was a check raised by Barry Sweet to $2,000 with the five eight with the eight of diamonds. Linus Love has middle pair top kicker, ace nine, no diamonds in his hand. The turn is the four of spades pairing the bottom card. So now we got four of spades, four of diamonds, nine of diamonds, king of diamonds. As Barry, do we just keep going? The board did pair. That's one of the worst things that could happen to us, the bottom I, card pairing.
0: I don't think it's that bad. Uh, I mean, look, once Linus calls, he either has a big diamond or he's probably holding on for a while. And the fact that the four pairs is the worst card to pair, right? Because if he has a king, he's yeah. holding on anyway. If he has a nine, he's often holding on. The is the easiest to shake loose. And now a four's never folding. Um, but we Not only still, that,
1: but as Barry, we, yeah. we have fewer fours than we have other paired cards, like, when we yeah. check-raise. So, like, Linus has way more fours than us at this point.
0: Right. Because we have, um, what? We have king four, we have nine four suited, and we have pocket fours. Those are really the only fair fours. I guess we could have, like, ace four with the ace of diamonds or something, too. But we yeah. don't have very many fours. You're right. Right. Um, the, the reason to keep going would be specifically now to get those bigger flush draws to fold. And if that's... If, if we're up against a bigger flush draw, this board pairing is good for us, not bad for us, right? And... We might have been able to get it to fold on the turn anyway, unless it's the nut flesh draw. Maybe the queen has to call too. But like, so really we're just targeting, I guess, having said all that, the 10 and the jack of diamonds. That's not too many cards really. But maybe it's not worth it. Maybe we're getting called too much by nines and kings. And if there's a four and the ace of diamonds isn't folding, and maybe the queen isn't folding anyway. But if we're going to bet, we're... By the way, the
1: 10... Yeah. The 10 and the jack of diamonds are often combo draws. Linus decided to open it, so he's got like... Jack-10, 10, queen-10, 10, I mean, queen-jack. They're, they're not often 10s. combo
0: draws, right? Like, I mean, he opened from the button heads up. He's got
1: all yeah. the jack yeah,
0: yeah. and 10s, right? Um, but but some of them are combo draws for sure. He might have played those faster on the flop sometimes, but you're right. Like, every time he's got jack ten with the jack of diamonds or jack ten with the 10 of diamonds, he probably can't fold this turn, even though the board paired, right? He just can't. So yeah. I guess I'm coming around to... I don't think this is a good card to continue on, uh, where... Now, like, also, our story isn't as good. Linus has more fours than we do. We're only really targeting the Jack of Diamonds and the Ten of Diamonds, the Naked Jack and Ten of Diamonds, basically. It's not amazing. The problem is, of course, if we check, we're probably going to... If he bets, we're going to have to fold. But maybe that's okay. We've got a terrible hand.
1: This four pairing might be literally the worst card that we could have, the worst type of card. Any four might be the literal worst type of card that we could hit in this entire hand because like now Linus's range advantage was not super pronounced on the flop. But now that we're on the turn, it's a lot more pronounced because Linus probably has every four that he played. He's not folding a four on the flop, right? Not against a player no. like this.
0: No, he's going to have to call, but he's going to, he's planning on folding a four later on in the hand and call it down with his Kings and probably some of his nines. But now the four, the four pairing means he gets to call down with all his fours. Maybe even if a diamond comes, he calls with a four sometimes maybe.
1: Right. And Linus is also not going to three-bet necessarily with his sets and two-pair hands on the flop in a nuanced heads-up match like this. So Linus has plenty of full houses now, too.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Even some of his two-pair, if he had 9-4 suited or king-4, uh, he is not always going to three-bet those on the flop. For sure, he's going to call and now have a full house also and just be in great shape.
1: So if Barry bets a bet again can he be representing a king? And let's let's spoil this and say he does bet, because he does, and I want, I want to talk about the sizing as well. He bets about 4,600 into about 6K. Yeah. Can he have a king, or is this card just too much death for a king to bet? Like, Linus could have a flush, etc. et cetera. I think, he have he, four. I think he can have a good king. I uh, know, a good king means a
0: king that plays, so king 10 plus, so he can't have too many of those, because he might have three bet them. Can he have a bad king is to me the question. Uh, maybe he can have a bad king anyway, where he's... Oh, he's just chopping against a king and another king anyway. He gets to charge flush draws, which is cool. He gets to charge nines. Uh, he figures if he checks, he's a four is going to bet and he's going to call anyway, so it doesn't matter that much. Um, it's okay to bet. I think he's supposed to bet a king. Okay, I'm a little worried about so maybe he's... raising once in a while. I guess, but mostly they're not going to. Right? The really good ones might.
1: I guess. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's tough. It's tough to know if, if this should be a bet or not. I think, I think it should be a give up because I think we have to have some give ups. And I think this is the mm. best card to give up on. That's a great point. Like, we could have also picked up some kind of
0: equity once in a while. Like, a seven could have come, a six could have come. We put a, could have picked up some straight equity. Um, but if we think a four is like the worst card in the deck for us anyway, and we pick up no equity. And we have eight high, and we already got called, and we're out of position. Even if we make our hand, we don't love it. Yeah, this is probably not a bad time to give up. We also haven't put that much money into the pot. I know there's $6,000 in there, but like these guys have a lot of money in front of them, and the pot's not yeah. that big yet. Like we're not committed to this pot. We don't have to keep going. We, we're going to have some give ups. This is a good give up. I agree with you.
1: All right. Well, Barry doesn't. Like no. I said, he bets 4,600 into 6K. I think Linus believes that Barry is going to bet kings on the turn a lot of the time. That's at least my quick hit on what Linus does because Linus does something very unconventional. You'd expect this to be just kind of an uncomfortable call, reevaluate on the river with ace nine on this board, right? But Linus decides to raise. He raises to about 12,500 over the 4,600 with ace nine, no diamond on this four, nine, king, four, three diamond board. Probably a bluff. Probably. (laughs) Like trying to get a king to fold now or charge diamonds is that's I think, what feels most obvious to me. And also, he can rep a four now because like he has way more fours than Barry. Maybe he would raise a four sometimes.
0: It's a little weird to rep a four when you have ace nine, though. Like it's a little strange to do it. Um, he, of course, blocks nine nine, which he's got to like a little bit, but you're not really worried about your opponent having pocket nines anyway. Um, but, you know, but you know, like, you're more likely to have them. I'm sorry, not that you're more likely, but, like, your opponent is less likely to have an, even a, a nine blocker in his hand. So that's good, sort of. Um, I'm not sure that we're really trying to get a king to fold because I'm just not sure a king will fold, like, if we raise here. I'm not convinced a king's going to fold. Um, I know we're, we can charge diamonds for sure. It's possible we're doing a little bit of both, you know, some from column A, some from column B here, where we charge yeah. the diamonds, and maybe sometimes we fold out a king, It's a pretty strong play. Um, The thing is, if our opponent has a king here, is Barry Barry Sweet really going to fold the king if we raise the turn? I'm not sure. Maybe he'll fold on the river if we bet again. Maybe. But are we really going to bet again if we get our raise called here when we still have a reasonably showdownable hand? We're going to try and fold out like
1: one pip better. I don't know. It all feels like playing with fire a little bit. Like it feels so much more comfortable to just call. And if a diamond doesn't come on the river, like evaluate and like, take a a moment and think about it. If Barry bets again and sometimes fold and sometimes call, I think it feels a lot more comfortable.
0: Yeah, I agree. Mostly call probably too. I think it's like mostly your plan would be to go call, call. We obviously think Barry's capable of lots of craziness. We see that he really is. Linus love plays. This guy has played this guy a lot. Um, feels like a really comfortable call and usually call the river. So it's odd to me to make a different
1: decision here. I agree. But Linus does raise. And uh, that's, not the, that's not the most outlandish decision that happens on this turn. Because Barry Sweet is like, you know what, Linus, love everybody's talking about you. I'm fucking tired of it. I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. Barry Sweet three bets with his eight high flush draw nothing else. And he three bets to an amount that is very small. It is 21,999, 22K. So less than half of Linus's, Linus Love's total wager here is what Barry is three betting to, giving an incredible price to Linus with the eight high flush draw. Yeah. Thoughts? Just start spitballing some thoughts on this. Sure. it's interesting for
0: sure. This is massively polarizing. This is this is insanely polarizing, this, this re raise right? Like, no king would ever do this. We know that. Um would joffrey
1: would joffrey joffrey would
0: (laughs) nice joffrey's dead i'm sorry joffrey's dead
1: i'm obviously i meant when he was
0: alive he's poisoned and dead
1: yes i know but thanks for the season four spoiler whatever man episode three uh
0: so when it was good what'd you say Uh, yeah back when it was good so good but anyway Uh, so yeah, massively polarizing a King would never three bet in a million years. So now what we're up against, what we're, what we're repping as very sweet is, I mean, are we even repping a medium flush here? I'm not sure if we're even repping a medium flush when we three bet. Now, maybe we are, maybe we're just like trying to get it in. And so we can do that maybe, but at a minimum, I feel like, uh, I don't think we can even have trip fours here really anymore.
1: No, it feels like we're repping a full house. It's like the main or quads. I mean, the like, thing
0: is this: these guys, you and I, are so used to playing full ring. These guys are heads up. Yeah, they're going to have wider standards over what they feel like they can get it in with. And it's possible, like the eight high flush here, is absolutely enough to get it in, even with this action with these guys. You know, and like seeing how much action they're actually putting in, it probably is. It's probably fine. So maybe maybe you can actually be so, looking I to get know. it in in three
1: about the turn. Let's with, with explore the eight high that flush. a little bit. Okay. Let's explore that a little bit. I guess because of the sizing, maybe you're inducing enough, as Barry, that when if if Linus were to 4-bet shove for effectively around 55, 60K over the 22K, you would call with the 8 high flush. You
0: are. You have to, yeah. If you're going to 3-bet the 8 high flush, you have to
1: call with it, I think. I guess. So I guess, like, are we doing that is the question. Like, are we actually willing to do that, or are we just going call-call instead of... I
0: think what it comes down to is how many bluffs do we want to have in this spot. And if we're going to have hands like this in our bluffing range, we probably do have to have some serious flushes also. Yeah. Now I don't really know what's in the bluffing range. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is like one of his few combos of bluffs here, but it's such a weird combo to pick with that, with like one mediocre blocker at best that like, I think we just have better bluffs than this. Like IE the ace of diamonds is a pretty good bluff here. Uh, like, even a king, not that a king would do this. A king has got too much showdown value. I guess any pair has got too much showdown value to, to bluff. Um, the Ace of Diamonds is so natural. Maybe we just don't have very many copies of the Ace of Diamonds. Copies, I like that. Any, uh, any combos yeah. of the Ace of Diamonds, because we didn't three bet, so we have very few. So maybe now we're down to the Queen of Diamonds. But the Queen of Diamonds and the Jack of Diamonds are so much better than the Eight of Diamonds to do this with also. We should have a lot of those. So And combo draws, too, for that matter. So I'm I find it weird. And, and I think like if we're gonna have this hand, we probably do have to have like like we don't have that many full houses. We've already talked about that. We don't have any like sets that turn into full houses. So now we have like King Four and Nine Four suited. Those are our full houses. That's it. There's not that many of those. So Quads. She's got quads. We have quad four sometimes. But also we sometimes three bet Pocket Fours pre flop, but we do have quad four sometimes. But there's only one combo of that, and the best case scenario, right? There's just not too many combos of value if we're not going to include flushes,
1: and yeah, fair. Maybe he is including flushes. The sizing is just so interesting and small.
0: Yes, I agree. What he's doing is though. I mean, I think what he's actually doing is he's trying to set up a reasonable shove on the river, right? Like if he's called here, there's going to be fifty thousand dollars in the pot, and there's going to Barry Sweet's going to have forty three thousand dollars left. So he sets up like almost a great sort of uh, shove spot for himself. And then I think the idea is to win the bluffing war, right. To win the semi bluffing war. It's gotta be the idea. You're going to have to fold the ace of diamonds on the river sucker. You know, you're going to have to fold the Jack and queen of diamonds on the river. When I shove, if a diamond doesn't come and I don't know, maybe I can get you to fold out some other stuff too, but like, I don't know what other stuff is really in there anymore. Yeah. That could Hey, Jonathan.
1: Um, Yeah. Could could I get an ace of diamonds? I left my last copy at the grocery store.
0: <laughs> I'm going to start saying that instead of combos. I think that's great copies, right? <laughs> there yeah. are many copies of the Ace of Diamonds. Think about it. In the world? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Not even virtually, just in the real physical world. So many copies of it. So I make a good point. That's true. I make a really you good point. You do make a good point.
1: So make a good point about this. Yeah. Because this is not a spot that you really ever find yourself in in the course of playing normal poker with normal people, but uh, because you're not Linus love and you don't raise the turn no. and then your opponent isn't a guy who's going to three bet with nothing to an amount that seems em- eminently callable. How should Linus be responding? This is obviously a scary situation. Like the price is so damn good. It's 9,500 to win like uh $40,000. Yeah. So, Why are we here? But the better question is, how do we get out of it? (laughs) Like, Do we fold, or what do we do?
0: Well, we're up against... First of all, let's remember, we're up against a very, very polarized range now. Like, we can remove some things that we couldn't remove before, right? Like, if we were bluffing the turn to get some kings to fold, well, we're not worried about kings anymore. There's no naked kings out there. There's no kings with a flush out there. Those hands are all calling our race. They're never three-betting, right? So... Quads. quads I don't know a this
1: p- this hand is kind of shattering expectations well, in a lot of ways so I don't know if that's entirely that's 100% for sure
0: fair but I think we have to make some guesses and I think that's a reasonable guess right like why what 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 benefit does a king get from three betting here I'm not sure of any any benefit it
1: gets. balance of some type some sort of balance
0: but I mean okay but we were talking about using like flushes to balance with like not yeah like going yeah. all the way down to a king where you three bet the turn just seems dangerous. and seems like you're bloating the pot for no real reason. I'm guessing he's not doing that with kings. You're right. I guess I can't know, but I feel like it's a reasonable guess anyway. So mm-hmm. if, we can eliminate, if we can eliminate kings, we can eliminate all one pair hands, clearly. I think we can mostly eliminate, like we were saying, all trip four hands. So we're really down to we're losing now to flushes and we're losing to full houses and that's it. So before, we were losing to a lot more stuff. Now we're losing only a few things. And it's hard to do. And we do have a 9 in our hand, which blocks 9-4 suited. That's it. Yeah. Which isn't, like, super amazing. Actually, yeah, no, it does block 9-4 suited. So there's only one combo of 9-4 suited left, right? That's, that's yep. nice. 9-4 hearts. That's all there is. Um, that's not a whole lot to, to work with, though, I'll admit. Uh, as Linus, I think... This comes down to like, what do we think about our opponent? If our opponent is not capable of being balanced here, then we should fold. If our, assuming our, it's yeah. like mostly value, which in most cases in the world against most players, this is just value, 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 right?
1: If anybody ever takes this line against you and you haven't heard of them as a famous elite poker player, fold everything, but basically like the second nuts are better. Yeah. <laughs> like, this I think is that's a right. super strong line. This
0: is amazingly strong. Um, but if you've got a lot of history in your top, top level players and you're going to have, if you're going to be close to balance in all these spots, well, now we're up against a range where we're going to be able to make some interesting decisions on the river, right? Like if we call here where like, if a diamond comes, we have a really easy decision. Cause now we're losing to what should be the whole range should be. Um, if a diamond doesn't come now, we're beating all the naked diamonds. We don't have any diamonds in our hand. We don't block that. That's cool. Um, we block a little bit of we block one combo of the full houses. I mean, it's not terrible. I don't know if it's enough to call, but if we're gonna call this turn with this hand, we have to call sometimes on the river with a hand with this hand too. I think. I think the plan has to be to like yeah. if we're if we're we could decide if we think our opponent can be balanced here still. This hand is probably good enough to call with,
1: probably. But really though, because we raised the turn, like that shaves it way down. I mean. Look, if you're playing Ilarissa Sahamis, and if that guy has a diamond, he's just going to
0: lose his mind, right? Like, that's what he does. He just will keep pushing and pushing and pushing as flush draws. He doesn't care. So if you're playing a guy like that, this sort of hand is good enough to hang in against. Now, I wouldn't have played it this way because I wouldn't want to play a pot this big with ace-nine. I would have just called the turn. But I guess what Linus is thinking is some version of, I could raise the turn with some of my diamonds and fold them now, right? My bad diamonds. Now I can fold my bad diamonds because I'm... And maybe we'd actually make a bad fold with the Jack of Diamonds here. But we'd just be like, I can't call with the Jack of Diamonds anymore. Um, I don't know, man. I would not even consider taking this line or making any of these decisions on the turn. I would want to fold this for sure. And in fact, the the tiny click back raise makes me want to fold even more, quite frankly. Even though I see that he's setting up a, a river shove, which maybe is like then cool and smart, but it isn't like he shoves here. If he shoves, you can make more of a case to call with the ace and I think, because it feels bluffier and like dying for fold equity. He's clearly expecting us to call a lot now, right?
1: He's Which fight. is what makes this play so whack with Yeah,
0: the 8-5 with the 8 of diamonds. So I don't know that this is actually reasonable to call at all,
1: but if we think our opponent,
0: Barry Sweet here, has got lots of bluffs still, then of course we can call. That's the that's the question that it's we don't hard. have an answer to, except we see he's got eight. I know
1: blocks. we're dealing with these like top level online wizards, but it's hard for me to imagine that this situation has come up that frequently yeah. in their play, right? Yeah. Where they there's a check raise on the flop and then a three bet on the turn. Like seems unlikely to come up that often. I hear you at the same
0: point, if Barry is doing that with this hand in this spot, maybe he's doing maybe he's actually showing up a lot with check raises on flops and three bets on turns. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he is. Maybe I'm wrong, but maybe. Ultimate,
1: he is. Ultimately, Linus does call. Yeah. Again, he's just got ace nine and no diamond on the four nine king four board with three diamonds, so this is just unknown territory. I've never been in a hand like this no. except when we're, we're like playing heads up for for ten dollars in the hotel yeah. room when we're like on a poker tour or something. Like, yeah,
0: we don't care. That's completely different. I mean, we care, but we don't care. Like, it doesn't matter. This is like real money instead. Like, Linus Love just calls another $10,000 here or $9,000 on the turn with, you know, another fucking 43 potentially to go in on the river if he wants to. Like, oh my gosh, that is, uh, these are not comfortable situations. And this is why these guys, I think, win is they find ways to generate fold equity that most of us wouldn't. Now, also, though, they can be super spewy as a result, too, of course.
1: It's a swingy game. It's a fine line. For sure.
0: Very fine line. Yes.
1: Fine line between Gus Hansen and, you know, anything but Gus Hansen. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's now $50,000 in the pot. And the river is just a massive sigh of relief for Linus Love. No more worries. There's no more mistake that you can make here. It's the nine of spades. Yeah. Linus Love has made a full house. The board now reads... Four of diamonds, nine of diamonds, king of diamonds, four of spades, nine of spades. Linus is losing to king nine, and he's losing to quad fours. At this level, so be it. You can't make a mistake as Linus love by putting nope. money in the pot, right?
0: No, you can't. It's cannot. just not a mistake. I wonder if Linus called the turn thinking that this was like one of his nine combos that he's going to ultimately fold on the river if it's if he shoved at it and he's calling with all his kings because the king four is there so much more. There's so many more full houses with king four than there are with like nine four. There's only nine four suited. Maybe. I wonder. Um, but you're right. Now it's easy. Now it's like better than having a king. Yay! We've got we've got top full house on the board. Anyway, um, that's pretty sweet. Ninth full of fours. We're definitely happy to get it all in.
1: Are you ready for some more whackness? Always some super super whackness. This is this is probably more whack than the turn. Even a little this bit is, more whack.
0: This is pretty whack. This play.
1: All right. So Barry Sweet gives up. Yes. He checks. Finally. He's like, okay, this is a terrible, terrible card. I have to check. Like, how can I, how can I win now? Like,
0: I mean, it's not a great card, but, like, he can, beat a, he can beat a better flush draw still, maybe. And a king doesn't love it either. A king doesn't love that card, right?
1: A king does not love that card, but how does... Barry doesn't have a nine, really, ever, unless he has nine four. Right. That is correct. So, there's or one king combo. nine, I
0: guess. Now, Barry doesn't know there's one combo. Barry thinks there's two combos, but still, yeah, whatever.
1: He could have king-nine also. He could also have king-nine, to be I don't fair. think so. I don't think he can have king-nine and three bet the turn when the four is paired. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. So it might, be, it might just be nine-four. Yeah, one combo. So, so, yeah, it makes sense to give up. Like, Linus Love, if, if Barry bets, might consider calling with just the Ace of Diamonds because he doesn't play the board. And, like, how can, how can Barry have value?
0: Right, yeah, and also like a king now is going to feel obligated to call. I think when the nine pairs, yeah, it's like because you can't. It's really hard for Barry to bet his flushes. Really, really hard. And yeah, I think I think it's a pretty easy call for a king now. King was probably calling anyway, right. but it's extra easy now.
1: Right. So Barry has to give up, yeah, because it's such a, a bad card. But Linus does something that opens the door to allow Barry to, like you said maybe these players are making more money because they're finding different ways to generate fold equity. Well, Barry had to rep a very, very thin part of the deck if he wanted to bet again. Right. And he decided that wasn't worth it. Yeah. But Linus doesn't go all in. He bets about 25 K into Barry's 43 remaining. Yeah. Now Barry has the opportunity to actually rep those combos. Yes. He can say like, okay, I know I don't have many combos of, of these hands, but I would play them like this. I'm all in. Yeah. (laughs) Like how could I be bluffing? It's like seven more dollars. It's, it's
0: actually 17,000 more dollars. It's 20, right? Line best, 25, yeah. five. Barry goes all in for 42, seven. It's 17K more. The pot is now, there's 100,000 in the pot. It's 17, there's 117,000 in the pot. It's 17 more to call. Yeah. You know what it is? It's the play. It's the play we've talked about waiting for someone right. to do. This is it. This is him doing the play.
1: So he's repping mostly quad fours.
0: I think he's repping nine four clubs and quad fours. He's repping two combos. I don't know what else it could possibly... Maybe, he's, maybe in his mind, he's repping all nines. And he just thinks it's really hard for Linus to have a nine and call the turn. Maybe. So he feels like he can maybe. have other nines
1: too. Maybe he has some king-king. He might have some king-king. A little bit of king-king. King. He
0: can probably yeah. have a... Maybe, maybe in his mind, he can have a little bit of nine-nine, a little bit of king-king, and a little bit... Yeah. And, and mostly four... And a lot of four-four and a lot of nine four of clubs. So now we're at four combos, but not fully four combos. Maybe it's like 2.4 combos. But, but he's repping that part when he gives Linus Love, when he basically moves in with effectively no fold equity. I mean, this is
1: baller shit right here. I don't know if the 9-4 and other nines, even if he somehow has nines, makes sense to move in for 17k more. Because Linus Love could easily have king nine as played, whereas Barry can't based on your turn analysis.
0: Yeah, but I think you're you're being too concerned about like losing that less seventeen thousand. Like once in a while, you you move in, you get called, and you lose. But mostly, you move in, you get called, and you win, or you get called, and you by chop. By what
1: you move a in, you four. get called by what a four.
0: Linus Love having you think, a four. You
1: think you think Linus is obligated to call with a four? Um, well, if he isn't, then
0: we got we should be bluffing more. And if he is obligated, I think he probably is obligated to call with a four. When we don't think there's that many nines in Barry's range, right? I think he's got to call with a four. So for this price. Yeah.
1: I got, a, I got a major problem with that thought okay. process. If Linus is obligated to call with a four, this is a terrible fucking play. Like, awful. Because <laughs> what, what, what are you trying to bluff off then? What are you trying to get Linus to fold? He has some sort of bluff himself, but what is it? Well, the Ace of
0: Diamonds could be bluffing, the Queen of Diamonds, the Jack of Diamonds. We need all of those to fold. What is the
1: Ace of Diamonds bluffing to try to get to fold?
0: Oh, that's a good question. You're right. The Ace of Diamonds doesn't have to bluff. Uh, that's fair. The The other diamonds, though, do, right? The other diamonds are bluffing either chops. The, just everything that's a queen or worse is is a chop. And you
1: think Linus would play that, and you would put Linus on that on the turn?
0: Yeah, that's a question. I don't know, man. He Is he really going to call the turn with the click back with the Jack of Diamonds here? That's a fair question. I don't know that he would. I mean, I'm surprised by the whole hand. I... I... I made all this justification for why he called ace nine on the turn, but I mean, geez, if he folded, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. I'm like, yeah, a good, good bluff yeah. by Barry sweet. Of course he has to fold ace nine, you know, wouldn't think think uh, <laughs> So like, I just know he called. So I found ways to justify it. Really. That's
1: what happened. Right. Like I would have yeah. expected a fold there. Um, right. But I, I can find ways to justify it on the turn, but I can't find ways to justify Linus calling a four on the river. Too often, and if you think Linus is calling a four on the river in your berry sweet, this is an awful play,
0: right? I mean, would Linus just shove a four anyway? He might just shove the four to try and get called by uh the ace of diamonds, by a king or an ace. I'm Diam- yeah, maybe I don't think it's a king. A king isn't going to three bet the turn, the ace of diamonds can three bet yeah. the turn still, yeah. Um, so we shove to get called for the chop. Well, the guy thinks he's chopping berries, um. I don't know if we think, it again, comes down to, like, does Barry have this play in him a fair amount of the time? Like, is he one of the guys who, does he really do this? Like, because if he really does this sometimes, then we can bet a four with the intention. We bet 25 instead of all of it with the intention of calling off because we, we're inducing. Like, that's what the nine is also. then Betting this much is a little bit of inducing, right? I don't know if it's inducing. Maybe just trying to get called by. I don't think so. What's it trying to get called by? A flush. It's trying to get called by a flush, right? Yeah. And also just rep the fact that, like, I missed my diamonds. I missed the Ace of Diamonds, but I had to bet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I really but think if, if Linus is calling with a four on the river, this is just an awful bluff. It's just because it, I, I don't know what we're hoping Linus has then. What are we hoping he has? Like you said, the Jack of Diamonds, Queen of Diamonds. I really don't expect Linus to play those up until this point that way.
0: Yeah, and to your point, you think like he can just check back the Ace of Diamonds because he's not chopping on the board, and so he's beating the other diamond yeah. combos. And you figure you're not going to get a king to fold anyway, so why would you bet? Yeah, that's
1: fair. Um, I think he's trying to get Linus to fold a flush. Huh.
0: Would Linus bet this much with a flush? Maybe, trying to get called by a king, going yeah. for thin value. If that's twenty five. It looks like it looks like he's trying to get called by a king, right?
1: From that point of view. Okay, it's get, a what? And I don't think Linus would call with a flush either. Obviously, I don't think he would call with a four.
0: So. I think he would call with a four, but I think he's much more inclined to fold the flush because then he's blocking some of the most obvious bluffing, right? Because a big diamond like yeah. is how you get is how your opponent gets here as a bluff most of the time. A four, you're blocking some full house stuff. You beat the flushes. You beat. You don't block any of the uh, the. Diamonds. It doesn't matter if
1: you beat the flushes, if you have a four. It doesn't matter if you beat the flushes. There's no way Barry's shoving a flush. No, that's true.
0: Um, unless he's doing some super weird stuff. But you're right. There's no reason to shove a flush at all. Of course you're right. Um, no, you can't beat value when you have a four, right? You can only beat bluffs. Yeah. Uh, I assume when we bet the nine that we assume, like, a check raise all in at this price is not a four. Like, could Barry ever have a four and be going for, like, thin value here? Like, what if he has king four and nine pairs? Is he just going to check call? Yes. I mean, he might bet himself. I think so. He might just bet because he's afraid it's going to go check, check. Yeah. But he might check call to, like, induce. Assume, like, also, like, yeah, I'm going to fold out all the bad stuff. And if if somehow Linus has a nine, he's going to call and, like, Unless you're trying to get called by a king, unless you think a king can call you
1: here, also and stuff like that. But that's that's asking a lot. If Barry thinks a king can call him here, he really should not be bluffing. Seems like a you bad right. idea. You are right.
0: I don't know if it's reasonable to think Linus is actually going to fold a four here. Getting the price he's getting. Maybe it's not.
1: But maybe it's not. And, and to be to be fair, Linus does block quads and nine four suited if he has a four, which yep. are two of the main things Barry's repping. So I guess that's fair. Mm. Yeah. That's right.
0: So, yeah, all that's left is one combo of 9-4 suited, right? Depending on which four you have, by yeah. the way. Although it would be so one maybe, combo with the maybe, uh,
1: maybe I was too strong about the fours, but I do think if if Barry can't get Linus to fold a lot of his flushes, which I think Linus might bet his flushes for yeah. thin value here, then it's problematic. I would assume that Linus is folding his flushes, though. I don't know
0: if Linus is betting his flushes. Maybe. Maybe he's betting his, his best flushes. Maybe he's betting them all just to get value out of a king. It's not clear to me how much, how thin he can get here, you know? But I guess, I guess Barry thinks there's either bluffs here that he's losing to anyway, or some actual value he can get to fold to make this play. Yeah.
1: It's a pretty interesting play by Barry. (laughs) It is, I don't know if it's advisable just because of the pure math of it, but it is cool as hell to see somebody go for it. Of course, it's not going to work because Linus has near the very best hand he can have. Uh yeah. so yeah Linus has an easy call for 17k more like well if you got quads you got quads good congratulations whatever
0: you know? yeah or kings if somehow you have kings yeah congrats like whatever that's just a cooler I wish I had folded earlier but it's fine yeah but yeah. I mean Barry's spending 42 almost $43,000 to win 75 almost 76 right so it has to work not that often which is cool but I mean it's got to work like you know what 28% of the time. I don't know. Is it going to really work that often? Jeez. And you're giving Linus an outrageous price to call. Is he ever going to shrug his shoulders and be like, eh, the math says call, I'm calling. I don't care about this other stuff. If I know you can be balanced at all, the math says call with a lot of these hands.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really important question. Because if Linus is going to look at the situation and and be willing to exploit and say like, okay, maybe he's pulling off this, this crazy bluff, but like, how can I call with the nut flush here? It's so unlikely that he's bluffing. I, have, right. I have to, just have to let it go. Right. Or his line is just going to be like, well, based on the amount that I have to call and where I am in my distribution, and right. the, I know you're balanced, I guess I just put the chips in and know I lose most of the time.
0: Yeah. You know? Now, like, maybe he, though, find... Maybe this is interesting. Maybe he folds flushes and calls with kings because he blocks king four. Because once this check race happens, like you're only losing to full houses anyway. His full houses are better, right? Blocking King 4 would be really key, I think, as a call. I don't know.
1: We were debating if Barry would check shove King 4, and I, I'm not so sure he would check shove
0: Right. That's fair. That's fair. It's unclear. It's unclear. Okay. Uh, either way, though, you're right. Like He's going to fold some of his value, but when it's 17 to win 117... The math says not to fold very much of your value. And if you know your opponent can be balanced, then you go with the math. If you know your opponent always has value, then you have to change it up and be like, well, I I should only call with hands that actually beat some of his value. Who cares about the math? But against a guy like Barry, clearly that's not the way we have to think. We have to use the math. And so, you know, we should fold like, you know, 15% of our value, all our bluffs and 15% of our value or something like 12% of our value and call with the rest. Now, in practice, we're probably not going to do that because it's probably going to feel too wide, but... Yeah. We're going to call with, like, this is just going to end up being... Linus is just going to call a lot here, is what it's going to end up meaning. If he's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is a well,
1: twist yourself a knot kind hand. of hand. Yeah. It's a whack hand. this is how Linus Love won $135,000 in, you know, two minutes of poker. Well, I mean, he won, won
0: $68,000, right? The other... He already had the other. Okay,
1: but he won a pot worth $135,000. Yes, he did. That's a, that's a nice amount Yep. It's a good amount. It's pretty cool. Chicken soup. Cool hand. Thank, thanks for the suggestion, Carl. It's a cool hand. Yeah.
0: Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. You're not going to show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown and to be traveling the glow We still have time to.